What's up, Hoop Ball Nation? It's Brandon Marcus from the Hoop Ball Clippers podcast. We're chatting about an exciting time in Clipperland with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George looking to lead the team to an NBA title. Tune in to hear guests ranging from TV voice Brian Seaman and radio voice Noah Eagle to various beat writers and team bloggers. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Hoop Ball Clips and follow me at BD Marcus. Looking forward to having you tune in. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Welcome back to another episode of Today in Sports Betting. It is 2 o'clock here on the East Coast, and we have a fantastic show for you today. We got some baseball lines to go over. We might talk a little bit about some early NFL and college football lines. Uh, so stay with us. We're going to have a, a lot of information here, some bets that we're placing down. I've already made some NFL bets for week number two. And Devin has his eye on a couple games as well. Before we jump in today's baseball games, we'll you know give a shout out to our sponsors over at Manscaped.com. They got their new and improved Lawnmower 3.0 with their water resistant technology. I mean, I love mine, Devin. I know you love yours. Go pick one up today. Go to Manscaped.com. Type in the promo code Hoopball20 H O O P B A L L two zero at Manscaped.com. Get twenty percent off. And free shipping. Devin, what's up, buddy? How are you? I'm doing well. Ira, I just wanted to point out, you said number two. And I just got to keep the immaturity level nice and kosher. But, uh, you know, I got a little giggle out of that. And uh, how about the Yankees? Well, you know? uh, maybe, maybe I'm uh, leaning towards uh, Odell Beckham's side. Oh, no. I see what you did there. Hmm, foreshadowing at its finest. <laughs> <laughs> Man, the Yankees scoring 20. And I bet against them. That was rough. That was rough. Yeah, uh, but at least it wasn't like a game where you just missed it, right? It was right, one of those right. blowouts, which I prefer. I, I like just knowing that I lost it and it's over with. And sure. my read was just completely wrong. You know what I mean? So without further ado, Devin, let's jump into today's, today's games. We got the Oakland A's and Mike Fires on the mound against the Colorado Rockies and your man, your main Marquez Rockies minus 130 here. Oakland A's plus 110 over under is a whopping 11 and a half. Shade it to the under minus 115. Give us something good here with Fires and Marquez on the mound today yeah. in this game. 
Um, another thing I wanted to point out. So I don't know if you realize you did it, but you said your man and his name is pronounced your man. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm on a goofy level today. I just, I thought it was funny. All right. So uh, all seriousness, all right. Oakland opened as a minus 101 or, you know, minus 105 uh, favorite. They are now plus 105 in certain shops. You know, I've, I'm finding those out there. If you find those, I think you got to take them. Fires ERA is still above five, but he's won two or three starts in a row, and he's gone pretty deep recently. Your main Marquez and the Rockies, they're just going completely opposite of where Oakland is going. Um, they're, you know, on the year minus uh, 23, if I'm not mistaken, as far as run differential goes. And it wouldn't be Devin rambling about baseball if I didn't talk about an umpire. So Corey Blaster, his home money line record is seven and three. But, you know, like I said before, things even out. So I'm looking for the uh, athletics to go ahead and get the job done. Colorado batters actually don't have a ton of exposure versus fires. And, you know, that's the thing I like to look at as far as batters not having exposure to pitchers because, you know, it's going to take two or three times through the lineup to figure out the guy unless, you know, you just see the ball really well. But on the flip side, Oakland's bats, they have a ton of exposure versus Marquez. And they got some guys that have been highly, highly, highly successful against him. And uh, let me just give you a couple specific names here real quick, just so you kind of get the gist. Um, and, you know, the only guy for Colorado that's even had a few at-bats against Fires hasn't really even done much with that. And, uh, you know, Kevin Pillar has 11 at-bats, um, and he's batting 182 against Fires, and he's the only one that has more than uh, three – I'm sorry, more than – yeah, more than three at-bats. But, you know, Oakland's got a sleeper. And his name's Jake Lamb. And if he's in the lineup today, which he will be, because he has 32 at-bats against Marquez, he's batting 313, has a homer. Only uh, person to have more than one four ribby, uh, more than four ribbies against Marquez in this uh, athletics lineup today. But, you know, 32 at-bats, hitting 313. Um, I'm sure he's helping scout and let them know what they need to be looking for for Marquez, because he's had some really good success. So, again, I'm looking at Oakland um, to win today on the money line. Surprising with your main your men, your main Marquez <laughs> on the mound for the Rockies, whose home road splits are pretty pretty significant. Right, right. You know, sometimes you got to be contrarian, and sometimes it's contrarianism against your own self. You know, got to find the value. I hear you. Uh, I might take the Rockies here, but I, I still haven't done any uh, – any digging into this game just yet it goes off soon i'm going to look at it while you're talking about the next game and the next game is the los angeles dodgers and the san diego padres we got uh gatterall on the mound for the dodgers against moron moron how you pronounce it maybe moron if he has a bad outing yeah uh you got the dodgers at minus 120 and the padres at even money today what what can you tell us here? I'm lying. I'm eyeing one bet in particular. I'd like to hear your analysis of this game before I go ahead and sound stupid or sound smart. <laughs> well, you know, I, good thing I'm the middle child. I'm used to letting people down, so I'm going to let you down. I I don't I don't have uh, too much data on this um, game. It's a rubber match, if I remember right. I believe each team has won one. 
Um, this is the third game of a three-game series, and this series was for first place. The only way the Dodgers were going to give up first place is if they got swept. So this game actually means a lot for both teams. I think it's going to be competitive. Um, again, over 500 teams uh, – or I'm sorry, 500 or better teams, divisional opponents. I'm looking at that, you know, under. First five under as a, you know, slight lean. Uh, just these pitchers, man, they – this pitching staff for the Padres as well as the Dodgers is, you know, that they're pitching really well right now is all I can say. What's your take? Yeah, no, I hear you. Yeah. My, my take is the same, uh, same as yours. I like the under cool. here in this game. Cool. All right. Telepathy. I like under not. Yeah. I like, I like under nine runs here at minus one Oh five. Yeah. Uh, next game on the board, we got the Pittsburgh Pirates and JT Brubaker against Louis Casillo and the Cincinnati Reds. Brubaker and the Pirates are plus $2 today, and the Reds are a whopping minus 240 favorites. Over under 8.5 shaded to the under, minus 115. Uh, give me something here on this game. Is this a spot where you're trying to back the Pirates at 2-1? to one? Mm, Absolutely not. I'm going to tell you what I'm backing right now. This is – all right, so you know how I'm on my Sunday. Run, run, run line – Run line Cincinnati? Not run line. I got a couple different plays. Um, so starting off, Cincinnati sees a bigger hitting upgrade versus right-handed pitching. And then also look at the pitching matchup. Castillo, sure, two and five. But his last two starts have been wins. Fact check me, please. 3.44 ERA, which, you know, he got it down below four. Um, 60 strikeouts on the year. And, you know, Pittsburgh's bats versus Castillo, they don't have a ton of, a ton of success other than Colin Moran. He's got 15 at-bats, one homer, and five ribbies. Um, and then only uh, Pittsburgh bat that has a home run off of Castillo is this Moran guy. Their main man in Josh Bell, he's batting like 150 against Castillo with 30 at-bats. Um, and then three batters in this Pittsburgh lineup have a zero average. It's small sample size. It's six at-bats or less, but he's still got three of these bats um, at a zero average. So to get into my plays about this, because, you know, this is going to be my Sunday uh, game today. You know, Tampa Bay was yesterday. Today's going to be Cincinnati. You like pizza. I like Sundays. So I'm going to go uh, with based off these first five stats that I have, Cincinnati's 23rd in the league and Pittsburgh's 30th in runs scored first five. And, uh, you know, 2.44 runs um, on average for the Reds, two runs on average for the Pirates. And over the last three games, the Pirates are only averaging 1.67 runs first five. Now, as far as the opponent sides go, you know, defensively, Cincinnati's opponents – uh, they're only getting 2.54 runs per uh, first five innings. That's good for 10th in the majors. But over the last three games, 1.67, matching up with that Pittsburgh number. Um, so I like the similarities a lot. Um, and then to extend the uh, opponent's thing again, Pittsburgh's actually pretty uh, terrible. <laughs> they're uh, allowing 3.09 runs, which is good for 22nd in the majors. But over the last three games, 3.67 for the first five allowed to their opponents. So I'm going to play Cincinnati team total over two and a half. And then I also like the uh, 
first five and full game team total over uh, for Cincinnati. Give me the uh, first five under a four and a half also. Wow. That's a big Sunday, man. Hopefully uh, we'll be eating and be getting fat tonight. Yes, yes. Uh, next game on the board, we got the Boston Red Sox and Kickham, the lefty, against uh, the Marlins and Trevor Rogers, another lefty. Lefty duel here in this one. Uh, Marlins minus 140. Uh, the Red Sox plus 120 over under nine runs, shaded to the under at minus 115. You looking at any team totals in this one, Devin? Team totals, no. Um, you know, I missed on the Marlins here recently. But what I am looking at is a total, you know, the full over which you probably say makes no sense that you're not looking at team totals because you're looking at the over. So why not just take a team total over? Um, but, you know, both teams, they get a pretty decent uh, upgrade versus left-handed pitching. We've talked about the Boston bullpen a lot. Um, this Mike Kickham kid, he's making his second start. He got the win last time, but he allowed five earned runs. So I'm looking at maybe some negative regression, maybe him only going like, two and two-thirds or three innings you usually see that in um young guys second starts you know because there's a little bit of footage now there's film so veteran bats can usually make a make a difference so leaning the over nine here i like it all right i'm with you on that as well with the with this boston red sox bullpen uh, next game on the board, we got a, 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 a name from the past here uh, who I used to love a few years back, and that's Cole Hamels, lefty mm. on the mound for the Braves against the Birds and Keegan Aiken, another lefty, another battle of the lefties here in this one. Uh, plus 140 for the Birds and minus 170 for the Braves. Uh, what do you got to say about this game? So I'm not going to touch this one. Um just keep it short and sweet. Cole Hamill's making his first start of the year. We don't know what to expect from him. Now the, the Orioles do smack left-handed bats really well, and they have some really impressive OPS numbers, but first start of the year for Hamill's, I don't know. It's just, I'm going to stay away from it. Uh, this Keelan Aiken kid, he started off good. Now he's kind of faltering. So pass. All right. Yeah, I, li I like the Orioles here. I like over the team total, and I like over the 10. Uh, that's kind of where I'm leaning here, uh, just because the Orioles do get such an upgrade against the left hand. Uh, you know, Cole Hamels has been known to give up some runs. Uh, yeah, let's, bat, let's talk so. a little bit about these upgrades. They have four guys that have an OPS of 800 or better, and then they also have Iglesias hitting 417, Hanser Alberto hitting 351, Ryu Ruiz hitting 310, and then you got uh, Mountcastle hitting 333 with his 999 OPS. So, yeah, I mean, uh, you might have just talked me into an Orioles team total over. Sorry if it loses, but that's <laughs> I, I like the Orioles all around today, and I like the over. Next team on the board, we got the Blue Jays and Tanner Rourke against Garrett Cole and the New York Yankees. Yankees minus... 280 favorites in this one, and the Blue Jays are plus 210. Uh, over under in this is only an eight and a half minus 120. The over, uh, you got to think that maybe this is a spot where Garrett Cole falters after the Yankees give a uh, put up a 20 burger yesterday, maybe um, plus 210 for the Blue Jays. So, 
<laughs> this game, I was actually staying very far, far, far and away from it for the reasonings that we talked about at the top of the show, just because I'm a little bit butthurt about last night. But I went down a rabbit hole of the interwebs statistics, and I found a number I really like. And I had no idea that this number existed. So here we go. It's a first five run line. Uh, first five run line um, bet here. New York Yankees, they are the best team against the spread. Oh, I'm sorry, second team, best team against the spread in the first five. They profit plus 20.82 units and a 10.01 return of investment um, as far as a team covering the first five spread. Now, flip it. Toronto is the dead last, the most worst team against the spread in the first five. They're going to get you negative 34.67 units and a negative 19.58% ROI. So pretty much double of what the Yankees are able to offer you. Now you're going to pay for juice. It's going to be minus 170. And it's one of the more juiciest bets I've given out on the podcast probably ever. Um, and personally that I've played, but I, 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 I can't ignore those numbers. I mean, that's, that, that's astronomical. Rock the chalk Yankees minus a half a run first five minus 170 is the play next game on the board we got Jacob DeGrom and the New York Mets against Zach Wheeler and the Phillies Mets minus 180 Wheeler and the Phillies are plus 150 over under seven and a half what do you got to say here I would say enjoy this pitching matchup former teammates if I'm not mistaken Wheeler was with the Mets at one point right I think believe so yeah sounds right um man this is gonna be a, a phenomenal game first five under maybe maybe um man i'm just i'm excited for this game as a fan so no true angles here for me other than that slight slight one and a half truly lean on the first five under all right Next up is Brady Singer and the KC Royals against the Detroit Tigers and Scooball, the lefty. Detroit is a even money, uh, and the Royals are a minus 120 favorites here. Over-unders nine, shaded to the under. Any thoughts for you here on this game? The first thought, not so important. But I want to know if Scooball has a screwball in his arsenal. But other than that, because that's totally not important to betting, just a Devin thought. Um, these two kids are rookies. They're young. Um, inflated ERAs, as you see. Uh, Kansas City gets a little bit of an upgrade against lefties. You know, Salvi likes hitting against them. Solaire, you know, with that power. Scooball's got a pretty decent fastball. So look for guys like Dozier with power and Solaire. Maybe Salvi Perez getting one and taking it yard. I'm leaning the over. I don't have any plays on it. This is just kind of my opinion. Um, I'm, let me check out a Royals team total over. It's four and a half at minus 105. That's pretty enticing. The starting pitcher they're going up against has almost eight ERA. So, you know, those yeah, are I like my thoughts. The, I, like the, I like the over nine here with no juice. That's why I like it. Yeah, yeah, that's a good play. 
Next game on the board, game one of the Cardinals-Brewers doubleheader today, and that is plus 134, the Cardinals and Adam Rainwright against Brandon Woodruff and the Brewers at minus 160. Uh, you know, Wainwright is one of those pitchers I just – I never can figure out. Mm-hmm. So maybe you can help me solve this puzzle here. Are you thinking – any side or total in this seven-inning game here? I'm not even touching this puzzle. I'm not opening the box. Um, this game or the second game. Sorry to be anticlimactic, but, you know, Milwaukee scored – they ended up with seven, 17 runs last night. So, um, yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good. I don't know. Wayne Wright could come out and pitch a complete game shutout, which would be a seven-inning shutout. But uh, Or he could come out after, you know, two innings. So – Seven inning games, not friendly to me this year. All right. And a game I can't wait to talk about here. And you better have some golden information for me. And we got Jake Adrozzi and the Minnesota Twins against Chicago White Sox and Lucas Giolito. The White Sox are minus 150, Twins plus 125, over under is eight and a half. Any thoughts for you on this game in particular? This is something I'm interested to hear what you got to say. Yeah, again, this was one of the better series that, you know, is going to be wrapping up. Again, divisional foes fighting for first and second behind the Dodgers and the Padres series. I have already put in the Chicago White Sox first five over two and a half at even money. Odorizzi's making his second start. Oh, hold on. Don't quote me on that. Second or third start of the year. He just came back from the IR. He had some issues uh, going on. He did not look good before the IR. So I want, I want to keep an eye on it and see if that's because of his injury or if he's having some regression. I think it was a little bit of both. Um, but with that being said, these White Sox bats, man, you know, I, I tried to take that first five under again. I got too cute. I tried to do it two days in a row. Um, they ended up scoring six. It was five. But, you know, just for example, some guys that hit right-handed bats really well for the White Sox. Jose Abreu hits a 342 clip, which is an increase from his already awesome 328 number. 991 OPS. Not to mention, you got a rookie in Nick Madrigal. Phenomenal infielder. Um, hitting 388 against righties. 338 on the year as a rookie. Uh, 737 on the OPS side. And then you got multiple eight, nine, 700 OPSs throughout this lineup. And you got capable guys with power. Oda Rizzi's going to be rusty. I'm looking at, um, you know, maybe the White Sox scoring first. They do that at a pretty high clip, comparatively so to their opponents. Um, Eloy Jimenez, he can launch one, hitting 311 with a 927 OPS. And then maybe take a look at the Chicago White Sox team total over if you can get a decent number on it. Um, last time I checked, it was four and a half. Yeah, still four and a half minus 110. I like that too. All right. Next game on the board, we got the Texas Rangers and Kyle Gibson against Lance McCullers and the Astros. Astros, big favorites here, minus 210. Rangers plus 180 here. Over under is nine, shaded to the under. Uh, you got any plays on this game? No, no. It's these these two pitchers. You know, it, Gibson was doing really well at the beginning of the year. McCullers had a delayed start, you know, with some IL stuff. But 
Um, no true opinion here, Ira. No, I don't, I don't want to force it. I'm not here to give, you know, <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to treat the people wrong, you know? Listen, if it's a pass game, it's a pass game. Yeah. Call it apprehension or cowardice, whatever you want. But, hey, I like to call it smart. All right, next game on the board, we got Aaron Savale on the mound for the Indians, minus 110 against the minus 110 Chicago Cubs and John Lester, the lefty. Over-under is 8.5, shaded to the under here, minus 120. Uh, it's going to be a really good game, just like mm -hmm. it was last night. What do you got to say here? You got any bets on this one? Um, man, as a fan, again, and I do this a lot, so I'm sorry, guys, but as a fan of uh, – as a fan of baseball and a fan of the Cubs, like this is going to be a pretty important game for us. We, we play the twins after this series. So we're just going through a little bit of the gauntlet right now and we need to win these games. So a system that I've talked about in the past that I've gotten from the action network, again, not an affiliate, just a wonderful personal tool that Ira and I like to use um, the Wrigley field unders um, with the wind blowing in certain uh, increments Looking like that wind is going to be at 10 miles per hour. That's where the system picks up. It likes to track it if it's in between 10 and 17 miles per hour blowing in. You've got some ground ball pitchers. Got capable pitchers. I might go back to the well for the first five under, even though I was the pooch and it got screwed last night on that first five under bet uh, between these two teams. Maybe it'll flip. You know, I tried to win two in a row with the Twins and the White Sox. I didn't. I didn't win with the Cubs-Indians last night. I'm going to try it again, and maybe tonight pans out. All right. Next up on the board, we got the Arizona Diamondbacks and Caleb Smith, the lefty, against Dylan Bundy and the Angels. The Angels minus 210. Big, big number for the Angels to be laying here. Yeah. And the Diamondbacks plus 180, over-unders, nine runs. You got to think that the over's in play again, just like it was last night. You know, you would like to say so with these two teams always, but I think I'm 0-2 with taking the under with Bundy on the – yeah, I can't call him Bundy anymore. Bundy on the mound. So – and one thing, you know, I feel kind of, you know, dumb and naive about – I was using a lot of data for Bundy when he was pitching with the Orioles. That's a hitter's ballpark. So that was a rookie mistake for me. You know, I had these pre-inset, uh, pre, uh, you know, opinions about Bundy. He goes to a pitcher's ballpark, and look what he's doing. I mean, he's got a 2.48 ERA. I think last year he ended his season with uh, right around six. So other than just some rambling here about these two teams and how I'm not going to bet the game, uh, I've got nothing else to say. Okay, before we get into the last game, just want to remind everybody, go to mybookie.ag, sign up for a new account. It's a really, really good place to get down your action. Uh, use the promo code HOOPBALL when you sign up, H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L -L when you sign up. Get 100% match on your first deposit and a free $10 MLB future wager. Uh, game I like tonight is the San Francisco Giants at minus 150 against the Seattle Mariners. And plus 125 for Newsom and the Mariners against Smiley and the Giants. Over-unders, nine runs shaded the over at minus 115. Uh, love to hear your thoughts on this one if you have a bet. But I, I, uh, I kind of lean one way right here. So let's hear what you got to say. You know, honestly, I, uh, last night's game got postponed. So these starters, you know, they weren't 
Oh, wait, no, these were the same starters from last night. Never mind, never mind. Um, man, I, I just don't I, don't, I feel weird about it being postponed last night. I know there, it's not important. There's not really, pro, there's probably not any real data on it other than, you know, my gut and quote unquote narrative street. I just, it, it's going to be a weird spot. You know, pitchers, baseball players in general are just creatures of habit. You know, they need to, they got their, their repetitions and their, their, you know, their set ways and all that stuff. So this is a stay away game for me uh, just because uh, I'm unsure. I'm unsure. Okay. Uh, my, my pick here is maybe a little, a little wacky. Okay. I want to hear it. I want to hear it. And I don't know if it's a little wacky, but I, I like the Giants at minus one and a half at plus money. Mm-hmm. And I like over the total as well in this game, just kind of what you were saying before, creatures of habits, it sh- shook up a little bit. Yeah. I like over the total of nine runs, and I like the Giants minus one and a half. That's kind of where I'm leaning here. Uh, Devin, that does it for the baseball slates. Let's talk a couple football games, just give a little preview to the listeners about kind of some of the line movements that we're watching and what we're looking for here. Uh, one game I think I've already talked about, I'll reiterate it again, and that's the Minnesota Vikings against the Colts. I like the Vikings plus the three here. Uh, I just think that the Colts should have stayed with Brissett. Phillip Rivers looks horrible, as always. You can rely on him for a late fourth quarter uh, pick opportunity when he's trying to drive his team down the field. Uh, that's kind of where I'm at with the uh, with the NFL. I was looking at the San Francisco Giants minus the seven. That that line's moved up to minus seven and a half. So that kind of turns me off a little bit. Sure. And uh, one more game I just want to mention is the Las Vegas Raiders at plus five and a half against the Saints team. They're going to be without Michael Thomas, it looks like. Yep. Uh, but I really like what I've been seeing out of the Raiders this year and love Josh Jacobs, big fan of him. And I think Gruden gets it together here against the Saints who didn't look all too uh, – all too great against the Tampa Bay Bucks to me. So uh, expect expect me to lay down some action on the Raiders. Haven't bet anything yet on the Raider game, but that's one I'm keeping my eye on here, and it'll probably be one of my plays in the Super Contest or the Circa Millions. Any, uh, any games you like in the NFL or you want to move on to some college football picks for you that you're looking at right now? You know, just real quickly, um, you and I talked off camera about some information I sent you and I just want to share the wealth and the whatever it is called with, you know, the listeners Uh, to be real brief and um, short here about it. So I'm not long winded, but week one, double digit losers going into week two since 2014, this number against the spread. So when you have a team that loses by double digits, the next week, they are 25 and 15 and one against the spread, which is profitable for plus 775 units since 2014, hitting at 62 and a half percent. So teams that lost by 10 plus points in week one, the Texans, the Falcons, the Dolphins, the Jets, Eagles, Browns, Bucks, Giants. That's just really just that that's a huge number to ignore. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to take a look at possibly the Dolphins here against the Bills at home getting six points. Um, 
Both teams have very solid, solid front sevens. Miami's defense could be better, but I think it's underrated. They have very aggressive secondary play. They actually have some decent linebackers in that uh, group there. Not to mention a veteran quarterback who's a game manager. Also leaning the under in that game because I feel like every time those two teams play each other, it does go under. Um, And then the Falcons. I like them getting four and a half, and it's dropped from seven. Oh, that's yeah, that's uh, that's a that's the game I texted you earlier. I forgot to mention. Yeah, I sure. do like the Falcons as well getting the points here. Yeah. Um. So yeah, you know, the, just like I said briefly, that's uh, you know, something I was looking at. Wanted to share that data with the folks, and then just to wrap a bow on this, so I'm not extra long-winded. The flip side of the teams that lost by ten plus points. The teams that won by 10-plus points um, since 2014 are 19, 21, and 1, which is a little closer, um, but it's still negative 371 and 95 unit, 0.95 units. So, again, just some numbers to consider. Uh, I'm not saying go put a second mortgage on the Falcons or whatever, but, and, and you know, it's the NFL, so underdogs like to cover from time to time, especially coming off a double-digit loss going into week two. All right, give us some NCAA football picks. You were so successful last year with these – I mean, last week with these smaller conferences here. Give us a couple sleepers you're looking at this week. Yeah, so just to kick off the college football stuff, as we know, I was a huge proponent of Mac and the action just because I love the small stuff and it was just fun. Now, you might have seen me tweet it out, but I am abdo- I'm adopting the Sun Belt as my new fun small conference. And I'm going to roll with the term Fun Belt. Fun Belt. And so the first game I'm going to dig into. I love it. App State is playing Marshall. This Appalachian State team, like I said, I, I-, I talked about them last week. They uh, currently, you know, I-, I feel like they have a power ranking of around 40. You know, they're pushing top 35. Um, They won 13 games last year. They are uh, returning – they returned 17 starters, nine on offense, and six – or I'm sorry, uh, six on defense. They returned their kicker and their punter. But, I mean, the guys that they returned are crucial. And it's not like, you know, just nobodies. They got – one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. They have nine seniors on offense. Nine seniors. Eight of them are returning starters. So they're a capable offense. Um, they're going up against Marshall. And some more data that you and I, you know, or I shared with you and we kind of talked about was the number of practices that these college teams were able to get in before COVID shut everything down. And those teams that had more practices than their opponent in week one covered at a 60% clip. Appalachian State had 11 spring practices before the shutdown. Marshall, zero, zero. So what I'm looking at here, and it's gone up from three and a half. I like App State minus four and a half, but I also like over 57. I locked in over 57. It's already at 59 and a half now. I don't know if you watched any of the Marshall Thundering Herds offense last week, Ira, but they looked really good. Now, don't get me wrong. This is an App State defense that's stingy, 
last year they were top 40 in all defensive metrics as a Sunbelt team. Um, so give me the over because of the offense capabilities of App State, all that continuity, Marshall coming out and uh, having a guns a-blazing uh, style of uh, offense. And then not to mention they are lacking those uh, practices. So I think their defense can be exposed. But, you know, Marshall's uh, returning eight offensive starters also, which is why I like the over. The offenses, the continuity for both these teams uh, are right there. So um, that's where I'm standing with this first NCAA game. I love it, man. Uh, any, any other NCAAs to talk about or, uh, or we're going we're gonna to wait till you know, Thursday or something like that or tomorrow yep. or Saturday to get into it? Let me throw one out there. One more, and then I'll be done, I promise. So last week, we talked about Coastal Carolina. This week, we're going to talk about the Liberty Flames. And they're playing Western Kentucky, the Hilltoppers. Hilltoppers let me down last week, so I'm going to bet against them this week. Sure, they were playing Louisville. They weren't supposed to play Louisville at that date. It got moved up because of COVID, such and such, this, that, and the third. Liberty's getting a full 14 points. They <laughs> okay, so they had they outnumbered Western Kentucky five to zero with those practices. Not a big number, but bigger. Um, the thing that I have a little bit of apprehension about is just the fact that Liberty only has four returning offensive starters, but they have a conglomerate of seniors throughout this whole team on offense and defense. And this is a Liberty team that went eight and five last year. They just made the jump from FCS and, you know, they played against some pretty tough teams last year and went ahead and played pretty well. They only lost to, to BYU by seven. Um, and then they won their bowl game. I like teams that come off a bowl victory in their first game uh, Western Kentucky, they've already played a game like I talked about. They didn't look good. They um, didn't have as many practices, as I already mentioned. And then with that being said, you also got, um, I believe, a little bit of an advantageous position here for Liberty, um, maybe even on the money line. But I like the plus 14. Liberty Flames are plus 425 on the money line, so I might be sprinkling that into a little parlay somewhere. All right, great. Guys, as a reminder, as always, please follow us on Twitter. I'm at Iris Silver Magic. Devin's at D-A-L-E-007. We're at Hoopball Gaming. If you want a little bit of banter, watch our plays that we post uh, pretty much every single day. Follow us along. Talk to us about it. Any questions, comments, feel free to DM us as well. Uh, if you have it and you'd love to do it for us, we would appreciate it. mean the world to us. Go to iTunes. Give us a five-star review. Uh, would mean, like I said, it would mean the world to us. And we appreciate all the loyal listeners out there. Thank you so much for joining us. And we will see you back tomorrow. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.
Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.